I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. Oh, I had some fun guests on for this one, straight from Razor's Edge. I'm talking about the face of Razor's Edge, Alex Zab, his best bud and my instructor, O.C. Norman, and the one who perseveres, Nicole Waldy. And let me tell you something, Alec, O.C. are incredible instructors. They are definitely pillars here in Hamilton as they have taught so many of its residents. But the best part about this podcast was the story of Nicole Waldy. I'm going to be telling my daughter about Nicole. I'm going to be talking about Nicole to the girls at my summer camp. She persevered through some serious lows to eventually... I'm going to stop right there. I don't want to give away any spoilers because her story is pretty awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friends from Razor's Edge. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Here we are, and it's not too often that I'm surrounded by individuals who could all kick my butt, but here we are. Uh, but I'm actually feeling very protected, because you guys are my peeps. What is up, guys? Hey. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. OC, so um, if you don't know, OC's episode dropped today, uh, when you are listening to this right now, uh, and I had to have my own conversation with OC based off uh, some things I learned about him. Check out the description. Listen to the episode. It is. It was a great conversation. I loved it, bro. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah. But uh, I brought these two along. Is that cool? Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just going to deal with them. Yeah. So, uh, please, you've been on a podcast before, man. Not the Pillars, but the Camp Tuscaloosa podcast. Uh, one of the reasons I decided to interview adults is because how much I enjoyed interviewing Alicia Murphy and... Alec Zab, but uh, well, there I go. Please uh, do it yourself. Introduce yourself, <laughs> sir. I'm Alec, so <laughs> yeah. Sorry, very articulate. So, yeah, very articulate. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, what is your title here in Hamilton? Um, I don't know. Do I have a title? <laughs> yeah. Gym manager. Yeah, oh, I think okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Yes. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. It is to me. <laughs> it is to my son. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so Alex Zab, uh, he basically is, can you say you're the face of Razor's Edge? Because I see you more than anyone else there. I mean, oh, you got a side eye. Am I, am I stepping on, ooh. You oh, say a side eye right. on Nicole, man. Yeah. <laughs> I will concur with that. I think that Alex is the face of it. You will concur. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. He is. He's the guy that, okay, so when I came to Hamilton, I knew I wanted to go to martial arts school. I went there and I saw Alec. We talked pro wrestling, which we need to get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, uh, even if you're not the one teaching me, you are still the one who's always there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Basically. I guess the face, I like that. Yeah. The okay. face that runs the place. AJ, AJ Styles right there. Boom. Wrestling, reference wrestling. Right Let's there. bring in as many yeah. wrestling references as we oh, can. I'm going to try. Oh. All the <laughs> listeners will just... beer, so I'm already making Stone Cold right now. <laughs> we are going to dwindle our audience down to my five wrestling fans. <laughs> going away. Uh, so you, uh, I, Nicole, I have some serious questions for you because I could have Alec and OC sell the school all day but I don't think there's anyone who could sell the school better than you and you're probably thinking okay you're going to make me say some really important stuff and I'm not ready (laughs) it's not about that it's about your story which I find to be um, incredible thank you 
when did you start your journey? Um, did, did you do martial arts before this? No, I was a Zumba instructor. I danced, and that's how I met Alex's mom, actually. I was just, oh. yeah, I danced. I did not run and do any of that stuff. And yeah. She said, hey, why don't you come check out this class? My son's there. My daughter-in-law's there. Just come check it out. I'm like, hey, that's great. I'll go check it out, and I get there, and she says, you know, i got to get a line up on the wall. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then this big guy comes out, and I'm like, oh, my God, who is this person? And it was Dan, you know. Dan, okay. Dan Baselli. So yeah, if you don't know Dan Baselli, yeah. the owner of Razor's Edge, yeah. I mean, how do you describe that human? He is a mountain of a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the shortest mountain you've ever seen. Yeah. He is wide as a mountain. Yeah, yeah as he wide is, as he is tall. He is a big man. Yeah. Yeah, in- incredible. I was uh, very intimidated. I was like, oh, you my were. God. were. Yeah, yeah, because he, he's just this guy and this – just immediately and well just so you know and i don't mean to interrupt you no again, problem. i'm sorry but uh, that's the reason i'm doing this is because i'm sure a lot of people consider like martial arts uh, but they've never how old were you when you started if you don't mind me asking okay i was almost 39 <laughs> oh you're good with that okay. yeah no i don't so, care 39 and there's a lot of women out there who've never and men who are te- probably terrified absolutely so okay Please go on. Yeah, please. and I he said, you know, pull a jog, and I'm like, oh, I don't run. I zoom. I dance. I'm like, I don't, I don't do this. You know, and we do our, you know, we do the the routine. We run around the room and we start doing our line drills. And I'm giving his mother the finger. I mean, I'm like, what is happening? This is the worst stuff I've ever done in my life. And then there, and I, somebody said, now we're gonna do the the workout. And I'm like, I, you really hated running in those circles that much. I don't run, I dance, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything different. And um, it was a Saturday and it was ab day and it was amazing. And I went home and everything but my eyelashes hurt. <laughs> and it was, the most, that, so how it was the most amazing thing. And I have never looked back one day. What do you mean it was the most amazing thing? <sighs> because of the challenge that it gives you. I mean, and that's what I love about Razor's Edge in every single fashion is it it challenges everything in you and during that time of my life I was it was challenging and um my personal life was not um great um some it was not in a good place and I was able to was this something you needed you needed to find yeah yeah and I walked in the doors and I left my shit at the door there I cursed see that was the first one I just learned (laughs) that when I did it yeah (laughs) Um, I was able to leave my shit at the door and be 40 (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I always say is that, you know, I walked in and I didn't have a single problem in the world. And it was, it was just combat conditioning at the time. Oh, you weren't doing. No, I started with, no, that was later on. And that's, I have a story and a half that it's, you know, amazing for me and what it's given me. And I had 45 minutes of nothing. There was no stress no pain no hurt no nothing. are these all things that you were feeling before you entered the class oh yeah yeah but i was able and this stuff it's it's not for everybody it's not for everybody and it's who, um, who is it for then who, who out of the listeners who are you aiming towards oh right gosh. now troglodytes <laughs> what did he say? That's a big word, and I've been wanting to use it. And that's another wrestling reference. Chris Jericho. That's what do we have to three? I was wondering if so I had four. Wait, hold on. Right First now. of all, stop screaming <laughs> into your microphone. Sorry. He's going full wrestling promo mode. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> 
Here we all being serious, and then Alan jumps in. You're gonna edit all of this out. I'm sorry. Well, I don't sorry. know. Do I have to? What is it? Trag Villa site? Traglandite. I was close. What is it? Oh, and you're saying Osi's saying it like everyone knows. Yeah, don't make me define that. Please. Well, if you're gonna say it, somebody's gonna Google this. We're all going to Google it. We need a fact Just tell us. I I just know it. As it was used. Stop. Just stop it. Nicole, you can <laughs> uh, No, OC, can you please look it up? And when you find it organic yeah, look, to put it in there, please. Uh, so, Nicole, yes. yes. Uh, I don't know. Where were you? <laughs> Alex, where was she? Who, who is this? Uh, who is this? Like, what is that? Oh, who? I, God. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know how to answer that. I think that, like I said, I was a Zumba instructor, right? I was just dancing and laughing. And, and then I turned into, like... I don't know. It just gave me peace, and maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe somebody needs peace for forty five minutes and fitness and working out and trying to make themselves better. I don't think it's somebody. I think if if you're going to go towards the people who need making themselves better in fitness, that's everyone who's listening, including yeah. myself, yeah. and never shows up. <laughs> I think but, I got the answer for you. I, I do, but like I, I think to just elaborate, like who is it for? I think to be put honest, it's anybody who's willing to push themselves like i mean it's not it's not just like your regular go in there have but there's hard times in it like, it's not an easy road to be fit it's not an easy road to get into shape it's one that's going to train not you only physically it's going to train you mentally yeah. so like you have to be open to that challenge absolutely okay uh, i love that answer i really love that answer so my question to you is this what about the people who are just starting out who are who have no fitness background are, is this the place for them? I, I think I think it's a great start. Absolutely, point because yeah. like you never know what you're capable of until you actually do it. Sure. Again, mm-hmm. the thing is, it's not you're not lifting the same weight a hundred times. Like you're not like pushing out reps. You're not running for miles and miles. Like you're doing, you're working out, and sometimes you do, you forget that you're working out. Like yeah. You're also learning life skills. I mean, we teach these kids how to like yeah, maybe look like we're throwing a punch and things like that. But we're also teaching them self control, like how not to hurt your training partner. Like, yeah, we're like teaching you discipline, not only mentally, but how to actually control your body. Like, I mean, we have people go in there who don't know how to do a forward roll. And it's to us right now, that's a very basic thing. I've seen it many, many times, just in the short time I've been there. Right. Yeah. We teach people like the basic things of how to fall. Like, I think that's even something it, for me, who has been in car accidents, I've used the things that I've learned in jujitsu to kind of limit the damage by just making my body go limp. And like th- we teach things that you can really apply in random places. Sure. You know what's really funny is I've had such a learning curve going into jujitsu because I've learned how to fall. I've learned how to do many of the moves you do, but I learned how to do them for professional wrestling. Yeah. Right. It's so crazy that we're learning the same moves, but like yours is to really protect yourself. Mine is to put on a show, make a loud noise, you know, make a big spectacle. It's been a really interesting trying to like. <laughs> You know, merge them together. Merge it. Uh, merge it. I don't know if merges, but like, right. get over that hump of like, all right, you're no longer doing that fall, but you are doing a fall to actually protect yourself. You know. Right. Well, and your and your goal too in professional wrestling is to protect your training partner the whole time too as well. Um, and then we're mm. kind of a little bit opposite, like like he's saying as well as you know, you're not there to hurt your training partner, but if you were in a physical confrontation, you could use you know what we show you an arm bar or a punch or a knee or whatever to defend yourself so it is a little bit you know it's, it's similar but you know what i mean like 
what we're showing you is we teach so many amazing life skills really i mean it's it's right the personal side and the physical side i mean i know that for work i travel a lot and i'm alone a lot that's I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Right? I know. <laughs> I well, edit that part out. <laughs> the pill, she is always the alone. Pill. Yes. <laughs> I'm Traveling. trying to get a date on this as well. No, but my point is, is no that I that. travel for work, and God forbid <laughs> something happen, and I'm alone. I can defend myself, and that's feel, important to me mm-hmm. to know. Okay, before you did martial arts, did you have a feeling that you were? in some sort of danger, not no. danger in di- no. directly, mm-hmm. but in indirect danger. Like if you were walking, you felt like, okay, something could happen. No, I never thought about it. I okay. never thought about it until I needed that it was something in my life. And I didn't do jujitsu for two years after I started, mm-hmm. but I started, I did combat conditioning and then I started Muay Thai boxing and then I brought in the jujitsu to it. Um, I was sitting on the bleachers going, these people are going to hurt themselves. I have no idea. With what- which art? jujitsu i would sit there yeah i'm like oh my god they're throwing each other like what are they doing and then to be here today as a purple belt is amazing it's been an amazing journey purple belt now yeah yeah just got promoted like what two weeks two weeks ago yeah a lot of people listening who have no idea about the martial arts like a purple belt is like it's not a black belt or you know they have no idea what we're talking about it is um (laughs) could you guys and especially for those who have just seen you know their four-year-old going through uh, martial arts as opposed to what she's doing in jujitsu class um it's a totally different thing and i think uh, the one thing has its own merit and the other has another what is what does that mean for her to be a purple belt in jujitsu at razor's edge so like um when we we define the belts um when you're at the white belts you're you're a neophyte like you're really just starting out you're literally learning how to move your body um once you're promoted from there you go to blue belt Blue belt, you're still relatively a beginner. Um, It's actually the part where most people drop off in the sport. Uh, It's after your first major achievement of getting the belt, but you're still learning the basics. You're still trying to kind of put things together. Purple belt, you've kind of gotten a handle on the basics and you're kind of starting to make your own game. Uh, You're you're kind of starting to use your moves to define like how you want it, like your grappling style. So blue belts are still not even developing their own style. I I mean, yeah, they're they're really still, they're they're really starting (gasps) to put a hand, like they're really trying to like, (laughs) <laughs> the, now they're perfect, not See, perfecting, but they're getting more efficient at the basics that they learned during the white belt. Yeah, here's my basics dummy mind is like I'm I'm just like actually landing a couple moves. So I'm like oh, I got some style going <laughs> yeah. on here. I got those are your blue belts. <laughs> they're still surprised. They're like, wait, you use a forward roll when you roll too? Like, like, that's, like that's like they're still figuring that out. And then you have right after purple belt, you have your brown belts. Your brown belts are usually the people who are going to be teaching. Um, they're like they're getting ready for their black belt. They're really. And still, they're implementing their game, but then they're also still trying to, they're making the basics second nature. And then once you get the black belt, a black belt honestly is defined as somebody who's mastered the basics. Uh, like, black belt is not necessarily one who knows wow. everything. There's too much to know. So the black belt is honestly uh, defined as someone who's mastered the basics both uh, fundamentally um, and also in theory. So like we can teach it, we can talk about it, we can understand how it's used, how it's applied in multiple positions, um, but it's really everything about the sport and the leveling is honestly all goes back to the basic moves that you started day one as a white belt. This is why you're on the pillars, man. The yep. way you speak about this, uh, <laughs> you're so well-spoken about it. And, and if, if you didn't hear my previous episode with uh, OC, he's a pillar to me. Um, he had this moment with me where I lost 
my first jujitsu match under a razor's edge and i was really down about it uh, i'm not sure i think i bruised my rib in that match or maybe it was the next one but um i had to go up again and i did not want to lose i wanted to win so bad and oc was in my corner i uh, choked out my opponent and he was there uh, it was just this moment we hugged and um I'm used to being the teacher, but at that moment, it was like me thanking a teacher. And uh, man, I think that anyone who hasn't started should start in your beginner's class. And I want you to talk about it because that's uh, my, the class that I go to when I can. Once my kids get older, <laughs> yo, four, four little kids, man. I, yeah. I, hope, I hope you get it. You're a black belt to me. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to mention it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to try that art? I went to the white belt, white belt class, and uh, you are a fantastic teacher, and that's coming from a teacher who's very passionate about teaching. Um, for those of the people out there who don't have a clue about jujitsu, and a lot of them, when they see it, they kind of, a lot of them, to be 100% honest with you, are, are kind of turned off by it because it's a very close art. It's very important um, for me to say, like, it's not a white belt class. It, it, it's a beginner class, mainly because I, it, it's a fundamentals class, less, less so beginner's class, it's a fundamentals class, because I personally invite your white belts, blue belts, brown belts, I have black belts who take the class, mainly because we're teaching the fundamentals. Um, as far as new people who've never seen it, it is a very intimidating sport, but the reason why it's very intimidating is because we're not used to having people in our personal space. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's kind of a thing that like, you just, it takes, it took me so long to just get used to somebody touching me and like me being like, dude, I want you off of me, but you're not getting off. <laughs> but it, it, if you were being attacked on the street realistically. And it, that's, and that's the thing that's very important. Like you're going to get used to somebody being in personal space. Cause like when you get attacked on the street, they say you're getting mugged. Like when somebody comes up behind you, usually it's the initial shock of somebody grabbing you that it's usually the initial shock of somebody grabbing you that it makes you freeze. It kind of freezes your instincts. So like being used to that, you're able to react a lot faster. That second of reaction time that you can get back because you're used to somebody grabbing you, you can immediately go into defending yourself mm -hmm. instead of being surprised. Like, oh, who's got me? Who's like, what's going on? Like now you're actually being able to like, all right, I can get out of this bad situation because I'm already used to being here. Right. Like getting numb to somebody like actually being in your personal space allows you to react to a harmful situation a lot faster. Can I just add real quick yeah. <clears throat> what he's saying, too? A lot of people that come in um, don't actually start with jiu-jitsu. They might start with, like, a kickboxing or a boxing. And one of the reasons they do that is because they don't like to be touched and they don't like anybody in their personal space and stuff like that. And people um, on the outside that look at it they and watch are like, like, I would never do this because I wouldn't want someone to, you know, like, touch me or, or whatever. Um but like he's saying too, if, if you need to defend yourself, you don't have a choice in that matter. You know what I mean? So you need right. to know how to defend yourself. Right. If they were to choose, like I have a daughter now, if I were to have her choose, what is the art if you're only gonna do one, what jiu would I, jujitsu, jiu why jujitsu? Jiu I, agree, I agree with that completely. So, so statistically, nine out of 10 fights end up on the ground um, at some point. Um, 
and also jiu-jitsu is the art so you know if you go back all the way to the ufc days um the, this guy called uh, or named uh hoist gracie if you look him up went through the first uh, ufc tournament and submitted guys that were 100 pounds 50 pounds heavier than him he was 170 <clears throat> right? he was about 170 180 pounds very unassuming right very average. unassuming and if you look up like ken shamrock who's oh roided, still to this day and it, that's a pro wrestler we'll get in that later yeah. <laughs> um still roided up and jacked today um submitted him I think he had to do it twice. Hoist Gracie submitted right. Ken Shamrock, who was all Who's roided. gigantic, up. right. Looked so, like a movie star. Like right, a, and that's really the art of, you know, smaller people beating, being able to defend themselves against, you know, larger opponents. You know, and especially with, you know, with women just naturally are, are going to not be as strong as men. Right. So <clears throat> just uh, to make the very long story short, Hoist Gracie was the first person to defeat. Back before those mixed martial mm -hmm. arts, it was karate versus sumo versus wrestling versus right. taekwondo. And he came in with the jujitsu and he won every single time. Right. So, well, see, that, that story is always kind of told one way. Um, really, the Gracie family is the one that put that together. And what they wanted to do was show the outlet of jiu-jitsu and they really <clears throat> they really didn't have the outlet of like where you see the ufc now and, and it's mainstream and it's on espn it's everywhere they put it together to show we have the best martial art and we have the most practical um because <clears throat> not every martial art and i'm going to say this and it might offend people i don't really care um not every martial art is actually made for fighting so like if you look at taekwondo or tai chi or, or these things you're punching the air um, you're punching, you're doing forms, you're doing patterns. You're actually not, who are you fighting? Right? So like a Stevens, you know, Seagal, like, 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 let's say, you know, he does a martial arts, you know, he does, you know, Tai Chi and he's really, he's really, you know, good at, at that. But in a fight situation, he'd have no idea what to do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, do you, do you think that there's a benefit to those kind of arts? I think that there's a benefit to it. The only thing is, is it may not be the most practical thing in the world. I do think like Tai Chi specifically, I think that's very good for keeping you limber. I, I think it's very good for flexibility. I think it's very good for a lot of different things. And I, I just, it's not, not that it couldn't be used in a altercation. It's just that there may be better things suited for that kind of environment. I agree with you with that because I actually just had the guys in here from Mackenzie and Yates because they teach my kids. Well, now I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad, Sorry, man. Guys. Hey, you know what? I had I have a good feeling that they have a s similar philosophy about their right, art right, versus yours. Right. Um, and I think that my kids are getting a lot from theirs and my kids are also getting a lot from yours. But like I said, it also depends uh, on the application. Uh, I mean, I can tell you right now, like, Leo right. Machida does karate. Hey, I guarantee you he could probably kick my butt. Let me tell you something. <laughs> OC, you <laughs> know what, man? If the rules in a fight were only kicks, that's the only way I could beat you, man, because I'm a Taekwondo black belt. <laughs> and I don't use around – I don't show that off to anybody because, uh, like – why would I do that? But like, it's still something to be proud about. I, I, I'm I proud. didn't know that. I would, I'm proud of it. But what I'm saying is that like the kicks are still there. Yeah. It's like uh, throwing a round kick is still natural to me. You know. And I, it still makes somebody hurt. I would just counter that and hurt. say that he adapted. He uses, you know, karate techniques in a mixed martial arts fashion. I, and and then there's guys like Stephen, you know, Wonderboy Thompson, who's who's really great at that. Um, so I'm not saying there's not it's not applicable at all, but they do have to. They need to know submissions. They need to know takedown defense. They need to know um, 
the other the other philosophies and stuff like that. Well, so, right. That's because of Hoist and I'm Gracie, not trying to right? Start a, a war here. So. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, that's why I'm doing this, man. I, I, when I first started promoting you guys, and I promoted Mackenzie and Yates, I felt a little weird about it. like I know you guys are both martial arts schools in, in some kind of competition, but I really feel like hey, I just want everyone in Hamilton to go to martial arts school, so I'm promoting both of you guys. Uh, martial arts is amazing. I've been. For me, I think that any kind of self-defense is building confidence. Whether it's any, any kind of art, I, I honestly yes. think dude, yep. confidence is so important, especially in the youth. But I mean, but you'd be surprised as how many like adults just need some kind of confidence. Sure. Like just being able to walk around and just be like, you know, like held head high, like you did something, you accomplished something, you've done something that you didn't know that you could do. Like it doesn't matter which art it is, but if you're accomplishing something. Like, you may not want to be able to beat up everybody. That, that's not everybody's goal. But, but just also, being fit mm. and just being able to do stuff is But great. I do know that it is a good feeling knowing that I can walk around on the streets and never have to worry about 100%. my physical yeah. self. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, more than anything, forget me. I'm already a big dude. Yeah. You. You know, it's funny. I, I tell people I do this, and they're like, I'm afraid of you. I'm like, well, there's nothing to be afraid of. But it's nice to know mm. that. Maybe somebody is, you know, like God forbid, but I could hurt. I could definitely have this. I definitely have the skill to hurt somebody. Not that I want to, but if no, somebody but were if attacking me, I have. Grabbing you, some guy, and if someone is attacking you, chances are they yeah. don't take jujitsu classes. Yeah. Uh, never you know. underestimate a woman is what I'm going to say. Yeah. You never know. You nowadays. just never. You literally never know. And I know that the line of work that I'm in and what I do, people don't look at me and think that I have this skill. What and line of work do you do? Oh God! Uh, no. <laughs> Deep side. No, I'm uh, I'm in sales for pharmaceutical glass. So pharmaceutical glass. Pharmaceutical glass. glass yes. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. It it is. Yeah. yeah. If you need voice. some insulin, I'm gonna help you out. Okay. I I, I make the container, but but uh, <laughs> but no, I mean um, true I think passion, you just true passion. yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think that people look at me and that you know they see me in the work environment and don't think that I would. You know that I punch and kick things for fun. And I mean, I've and choke one of her punches there. <laughs> what do you mean? Have you taken a full blast? Well, yeah, she hit me in the ribs yesterday. <gasps> that I mean, was because why? you hit. Uh, that's not. That's not good. Sparring. I, mean, I will say that I hit her first. Yeah. Which is something you should never do if you're listening. To yeah. This. Don't hit your training partner. Well, Take care of your training partner. You feel that like in the martial arts <laughs> setting, it's sexist not to hit them. <laughs> so, yeah. But like, my thing is, like, she missed the pad and she hit me instead. Mm -hmm. And it was it was impactful. Yeah. <laughs> well but done. You know what's great? Well um, you know, <laughs> I think that sometimes even at the school, women can be a little intimidated by going with men. Well, do women have to hit OC? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but like every one of them. Do, do, what if a woman wants to come in and not work with men? That's. I mean, we're. When I started, it was one of those. It's being comfortable, right? You start being comfortable with, and I went with. Alex's mom all the time it was always me and Linda me and Linda and then it was like you have to adapt to different training partners because they're going to teach you different things and I've been very grateful to train with with Alec a lot and OC a lot and they they challenge me because I have to keep up with them and that's some women might not be comfortable with that but I'm absolutely comfortable it doesn't matter to me who I go with um, but they give me the challenge and that's 
I think a lot of people would once they get their feet once, and that's the, the thing. Once I get got comfortable, I was able to say, "All right, you know, I'm going to go with Alec." And now, I wanted to save this part for the second half of the sure. episode. Uh, you have a story that I am so stoked to get into. A story that I've given to the 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 girls at my summer camp. Oh, jeez. Uh, that I'll be giving <laughs> to my daughter one day. Uh, no, it is an inspirational story. I am all about. I I taught PE to girls, and I saw I saw how some of them would drop off from caring about physical athleticism. I mean, they wouldn't even want to compete because of the way the boys, they were treating them. Right. And their self-esteem was, self, oh, I can't even talk. Self-esteem. Oh. Their self-esteem was being, their self-esteem was just being sucked from them. So I see someone like you and I tell this to the campers. I want you to tell it to all the listeners because I think it's a, it's a beautiful story. Dave Birnbaum real estate agent oh come on now sam you shouldn't have anything to feel the burn <laughs> now i love it right now yeah well did you know that going through remax will get you charged up all we want to do is blow people's <laughs> minds <laughs> Oh, come on now, Sam. What? You don't like the sound effects? I'm just trying to get my name out there. I know, because you're up at the crack of dawn every morning working hard. <laughs> what? You think you could sell this thing without sound effects? Be my guest. Tell them what it's about. This is Dave Birnbaum, Remax Community. Buy, rent, sell with Burn. Just give me a call when you're ready to go. 856-524-2927. I can't wait to help you out. Oh, Dave, just one more sound effect. I guess do it, Sam. For all the people who have saved money with Dave Birnbaum, this one's for you. Racer's Edge likes to compete. Yes. And uh, not to scare anyone away, not everyone competes, but yep. those who want to go out and compete. Yep. What was it like the first time you went out there and fought someone? <sighs> What I take away, I did not win. Um, I learned. Well, spoiler. I learned. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. I learned. And that's what we say is that you either win or you learn. Well, what happened? I lost. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even remember. Honest to God. Really? It was the most um, nerve-wracking, exhilarating feeling ever to just be out there and be saying to myself, I'm 40 years old and I'm going to go compete. Like, who does that, right? 45. I was not 45. <laughs> And to do it and have they, them call my name and have this team of people, the, my family, cheer for me was like ridiculous. It was amazing. And I don't know how long the match went, but I knew even though I learned, every one of those people hugged me and was just supportive. And, you know, and I wanted to. How nervous were you going into it? Oh, my God. I don't know that I've ever been how, more nervous. When did you start getting nervous? That day. <laughs> the day I put my name on the list of who was competing. Because <laughs> um, you're, you're talking to a lot of people. Yeah, I was 40 years never, old. Who have never, 40, 60, 20, who have never put themselves out there yeah. to fight someone in yeah. front of an audience. I didn't even know what to expect. It was like, okay, I'm just going to go do this. All right. And then, you know, shake hands. And um, <laughs> the funny thing was is I, like, shake my partner's hand like i'm like hey how you doing like not that i'm gonna like want to choke the person i'm just like hey let's go bake cookies together or something like that but but that's what you do 
That's Nicole, right? That's just, like, I was just well, smiling. Everyone, what do you mean? Because everyone shakes hands. Well, but I did it in a way, like, I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, I would do it, like, you were meeting super somebody. friendly. Yeah. I was super I would, friendly. I could never imagine OC giving that kind of handshake. I, but a couple of years later, I no. wasn't the same no. way. But, you know, that day I was. And, um, you know, I heard, you know, you. I think I got taken down. I don't even remember all of it. And uh, But the best part was I went out there and I did it, you know. And I think that's what Razor's Edge teaches you is just to never say never and believe in yourself. And, you know, I walked in there one person. And I am a completely different person today. You know, um, it's taught me strength, courage, and to believe in myself that I can do anything. So do you mean because of that tournament and your experience at the school that when you go to, I don't know, the grocery store or when you're at work or wherever it is, that you take these experiences with you in your interactions? Absolutely. And every day. It's part of my life every day. Yeah. Yeah, it is part of my life every day. These people are part of my life every day. Um you know, when I go into a customer, it's the confidence that you get. It's to present yourself somewhere, and it's just to be confident. And I'm not always confident, but, you know, I know that I'm going to be okay, you know. And I sound pretty mushy, but it's taught me so many things on a personal level that I didn't know I had in me. And I'm very grateful for um, walking in those doors that day because I don't know where I'd be if I didn't, and that's just pretty emotional right there but it's the absolute truth um it gave gave me strength i didn't know i had physically and mentally okay and let's talk about that strength because then you came back and you competed again i did i did what was the second time you competed like i was two months into my purple belt or my blue belt not my purple belt my two months into my blue belt which i never thought i'd even get there like it was a wild i never and that's the thing you just never you're like oh my god i got here like crazy and i was so respectful of um, getting a blue belt and what it meant, um, and I trusted the journey and I enjoyed the journey. How long did journey. it take? I think it was about two years, almost about two years. So from white to blue, I think maybe a year and a half. It, mm. it was probably about a year for you. Yeah. It was about two years after you started at the gym, but it okay. was like a year okay. of jujitsu. Um, and just to, to to go through that experience of being a blue belt and just oh my god, I was like, oh, this is so amazing and. Um, again, the girl was like, oh, my God, those people are going to hurt themselves to be now a blue belt, right? Um, and to go through the journey was uh, fantastic. Um, and then I went two months in, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. Still scared to death. Um, I learned two more times. <laughs> I did not win. But you, you lost two times. And tell us what happened, because it wasn't like the, you just got beat up. No, the first one I was actually winning, um, and I th- that first match was I lost in uh, seven seconds, and it was a, so silly. I was winning, and then I, like, if I would just have grabbed my gi, which is the uniform, which if anybody, you know, listening, but if I would have just grabbed my gi, I, she wouldn't have broken my grip, and she got me with an arm bar um, with seven it's seconds. just like a scramble into an arm bar. Yeah, and then the second one was um, I, <laughs> I learned in ten seconds, so I was almost all the way through, and... I don't even remember totally what happened, but, you know, it's like, and I was defeated. I was like, man. Wait, wait, in 10 seconds? No, I had 10 seconds left. There was 10 seconds yes. left. Were you winning the match? I was. You were winning, winning the match, yeah. and then what? You got tapped out with 10 seconds remaining. Yeah. With I, what? I, I, I don't even remember. I think I went the wrong way or did something and just panicked. And Did you know that you were winning? 
No, I didn't. I just because you're in that moment and I you're know. just doing and you're listening to your coach and I know you're or just, you're trying to. Well, yeah, you're that too. Saying, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I'm pretty good about listening to to what they say because on my own I don't know them that great, but listening to my coaches i think i'm obviously much better i I, just a quick side note i've had a total of six matches uh five of them four of them with coaches the only one i heard and actually won because of them was with oc by him giving me very simple advice so and he said it very well well spoken thank you i will say that i counterbalanced that but the reason why she lost that match was actually my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to not say that. Yeah, I, I, I was will, trying I will, to not I will say own that. Up to that. Yes. The reason why she did she was winning. I was like she, ten something. Wait, are you serious? Literally, if she would have done nothing, she would have won. <laughs> oh, what did you tell her to do? I thought she was losing because the scoreboard was backwards, s- skewed. It was it was backwards. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was losing. So I was telling her to make a move, and she made the move. That I she listened very well. <laughs> but if she wouldn't have made, what'd you move, tell her to do? What, what'd you go for? I told her to to move. What I were you just trying just... to get her to get some more points? Yeah, I was trying to get her to sweep. Do you remember what points. she got caught with? Um, she didn't even get caught. She just got swept. Like she ended up getting. Oh, she lost points. Yeah, she lost no oh, points, and she was oh. up. She was up by like one point, and then oh, she would have no. won literally if she didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah. yeah, so that was that was my fault. That yeah. was my fault. And he immediately said, "That's my fault. It was my fault." And then you know it wasn't an, even about that, but it was a tough day. So two Nagas, Naga North yep. American Grappling Association. Yeah. Yep. Uh, your record's not looking too good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I had some. Uh, you obviously are gonna quit, am I right? No, never. It was never a thought in my mind to quit. I was defeated, and and I remember at that day I was I was struggling, and and Coach Dan. Somebody said to me, Coach Dan wants to talk to you, and I was like, oh, okay, because I knew I learned both times, and I like to say that you learned because I don't feel like I lost because I did learn. I went up to him, and he was like, you know what, you did good. It, it's a lot to put yourself out there, especially I think for me as a forty-some-year-old woman to put myself out there and to compete. He's never this. done this before. No, I, I just think it was an amazing thing, and to have your team builds you up, right? I mean, these guys right here help me be able to do that, and they believe in me, and they see what I'm capable of, even when I don't believe it in myself. And I'm very grateful for that. You know, I went back and still continued to train, and here comes another competition. And But I will say, one of the girls that I went the second match, she got promoted to purple belt that day. So I was a brand-new blue belt mm-hmm. competing against now a purple belt. Did something change in your training this time? Did you learn something that uh, worked better with? I think it was just, you know, I want in my mind when we when the competition came up, and it was coming up again, I said I need to beat the girl who didn't get her hand raised. Like, I needed to know that I could do that for myself. And that was important to me. Like, I just want to win one time. Let me get my hand raised one time um, and use the skill that these guys have given me, you know, and and have trained me and and taught me and pushed me, um, even when I don't want to. I mean, when I want to give up, I mean, I know that We've had days that I've been on the match just defeated, and I have my, my, my teammates sitting there just being supportive and saying, you got this, you're good, just don't, don't stress too much, you got it, you know? And the next competition, I was like, I gotta beat that girl. 
that was important to me and we trained really hard um, and your mind your mindset's completely different when you train for a competition um it's not your it, it is your everyday training but it's also different it's it's your your passion is different and you're going to go out there and kick somebody's ass you know and that's your that's your goal and for me i needed to beat myself i needed to say you got to get your hand raised so i <laughs> that day was ridiculous we were there we were waiting i wasn't even ready they called my name and i'm i got alec and another team member and we're running and i'm throwing on my game we're running across the convention center like holy crap i had i think alec even tied my belt i don't even know i was so nervous and it was like okay go and I didn't have a moment to think, and we slapped hands, and we went, and um, it was I won on points. It was ten nothing, and I remember looking ten, up at wait, it. You won ten to zero. Ten to zero, right. and I remember looking at Alec and Dan like, did I do like I did it? You know, and they both were like, just shaking their heads and the smiles on their like everybody's faces was just amazing. All of my teammates and everything. Are, are you able to put like a picture with this? Like with, with this the episode? podcast, yeah. Well, like, I'm going it, to. Okay. I mean, because there's a picture that of her getting her hand raised and the look, like on her face. Oh man, that was a good. <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, I was going to use a picture. Tells you the whole story. I was going to yeah. use a picture yeah. of the three of you, but if you guys would prefer, I can use that photo. I, you know, I don't I take mean, many pictures. I'm, I love. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I mean, yeah. send me the picture. Yeah. Okay. Send yeah, me the picture. Um. Was that the competition I was at? Because I saw you win, and I was and it was stoked. But it, you guys, I mean, I can't even imagine how you guys felt. Dude, that was whole. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's literally. I felt like I needed to look up and like, I, I won, right? Like, <laughs> like you know? It's so like As a coach it, it's, and a teammate, I mean, not just a coach, yeah. but as a teammate, it's like amazing to see somebody have that. Like, I don't, I don't even, like, they feel like they're in a dream. You just see it in their face. Like, she just looked like, she was like, I don't even know if I'm awake right now. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And and a friend. Uh, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. I, that, that's, that's an understatement. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I, here's the thing, man. I was so proud of you. <laughs> so much so that I'm telling everyone about it. And I barely know you. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> OC and you guys are you guys are super tight. Yeah. So I'm no, sure absolutely. he was very uh It was the most amazing feeling. And then I had to go again. And uh you know I was like, all right, let's do this. And then you know, there's not many women in my I think age bracket or that are, you know, competing. So uh out comes this purple belt that I've now got to compete against. And I am And you're a blue belt. I'm a blue belt. And I am intimidated to I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And long story short with the match, she won by one advantage point. And fought her tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in some shitty situations. Oh, I was cursed. Oh, you uh, <laughs> mouth you. I know. Mm. But I was in some a couple of shitty situations, but I got out. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm listening. And I've got, you know, I've got Alec. I've got OC. I've got Dan. I've got everybody just, you know, like, and she got one advantage point. And it was like, wow. That's I huge. did that. I understand. Like an advantage point is like literally. She got the takedown. It's used for tiebreakers. Yeah. It's like, basically a draw. Yeah. yeah. It, it's literally what you use to beat a tiebreaker. Like, yeah. She as was a, it a good match. Oh yeah. See, I love <laughs> like, those. I don't mind if I lose those by a point. I would prefer that over winning a very yeah. boring. And under, like understand like a blue belt like and this is like she's not like a zero stripe purple belt like she was like a two stripe purple belt yeah and this is like a one stripe fresh blue belt <laughs> I remember who's what like I was. giving the her people who don't the know the the 
the difference between just one belt is astronomical in jujitsu. Usually, from blue belt to purple belt is used at least two years yeah. normally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was a blue belt for five years, but some of them are blue belts for two, three. And it's not just the time; it's the skill level. It, it's it. Well, time has a lot to do with it. I mean, like you, some schools like you'll be a blue belt for like five years and have the skill of somebody else's. Brown belt, mm. like I like right. you. You have some schools that they have blue belts in there. They could probably hold their own against brown belts. Yeah, like like, like it, it. really depends. So like sometimes that that time that you spend on the mat is is there's a lot of difference in that in those levels. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It was uh, real quick though. I found the the picture. I just wanted to show Sam. So oh, so this is after I've her first win. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking mm-hmm. about. So what I'm looking at right now is basically what you guys are looking at in the episode. So why am I describing it? Because I am. She is uh, raising her hand. The other girl looks beat. I'm saying beat. And Nicole's looking up into the heavens with a smile on her face that is so grandiose. <laughs> Uh, the only part I wish that uh, is that I wish I could see Osi and Zab in the background. Osi and Zab are probably looking in the same direction as this camera is. Uh, it is truly an epic picture. This referee is jacked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he has no neck. But um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. This is definitely the picture for this episode. It's his phone. All right. Yeah. Cool. She so. That's the story. I'm yeah. going to be telling it to my daughter and people. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. She she was down. She was down. She was down again. And then she was on top. Yeah. And we talk about today, you know, I haven't competed in two years, I think. And, uh, you know, we talk about it. And, you know, I wasn't uh, feeling it. And we've recently started talking about it again. And I feel like I need, you know, now being a purple belt, it'll be cool to do. But I'm in a different mindset than I was at that match you know and and to if, if obviously now being a purple belt it's different you know but i was intimidated that day i'm like oh my gosh i'm having a real difficult time with it myself like yeah. i love 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 competing yeah but what that pectoral tear did yeah. to me in my life with sure. all my kids in my summer camp like it's already hard for me to stay on top of everything but with an injury like that it really messed me up. So I, I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again because I love it so much, but I got to do it in a time Absolutely. where I cannot afford that kind of like, you know, thing in my life. I think competing is fantastic. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's so amazing. But it's, it's, you got to put all your heart and all your soul into it. And that's what, well, that's how I look at it. And I think that everybody at Razor's Edge looks at it is you put everything you have into it. We don't take it lightly. Um, I know Alec just competed after four years almost and that was the first time in four years it was four years yeah because it was my first competition so um was he a bit rusty no he was i i mean i alec always stays ready yeah yeah just because he's not on the mat competing he he stays ready i mean he put himself you know he said i'm gonna do this i'm gonna okay naga's coming up i'm gonna do this that and he went out there and for me again i i know i said it in my post but to watch him at his level was amazing to me. I mean, and it's so proud that for me. I, again, I'm at a different skill level than I was when I started as a white belt so and she was competed. Able to actually, comprehend what was happening. I comprehended, <laughs> and you know, just his skill is just amazing. And, okay. and I'm very proud of that. Two things. One is if you go and you Google and you YouTube jujitsu, you will not understand what the heck is going yeah. on. <laughs> Don't <laughs> look at that and judge it. You have to go and talk to the professionals. Yes. So just yeah. know that. Second thing is, did you win your match with that move that is your signature move? 
Um, my first, <clears throat> so my first match I won. Um, it's, it's a straight arm lock. Um, I set it up from half guard, which just means that basically the person's on their back, um, their leg is wrapped around, or my leg, their legs are wrapped around my one leg. I have what's called wrist control on one arm, and then I go underneath the arm, grab my own arm, and I basically hyperextend the elbow. So if they don't, if they don't tap or whatever, and with that match, I actually thought it was the finals because, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of sucks because it kind of sucked all the air out of me and all my energy. And um, what do you mean you thought it was the finals? Because they do it online now, and they tell you your bracket. So you only thought there was one person you had to fight because the other two were matched up in my weight and then it said two to be determined and it never changed so i figured that I, this might have been a buy because it never changed so did you fight like I this is like my this was one and only yeah, yeah. fight i thought like yeah. this is a, you know yeah. i'm gonna add did another belt to my mantle all and, your energy <laughs> i did um but that's that's not an excuse my next match you know i lost and um you, you learned know, i you learn, um, but now we're not like you, Nicole. I, it was, no, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Right here, we are I know. Super on the I know. Of it's right. just a nice no, way. My, to um, you know, my my I guess philosophy about losing and 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 like second place, like people be like, oh, how'd you do? And I and I say, oh, I did second place in in uh, no gi division, and uh, oh, that's great. And like when I hear that, it's nice to hear, but yeah. at the same time, like it's like I hate it. Yeah. Because because you just think about like you know you could have done better and. It's like settling, you know what I mean? Because, and um, you know, I teach our kids uh, program, and some of the kids are just, and, it, and it's fine that you know they go out and maybe they and they try and they do their best, and if there's two or three kids in the weight class, they lose, but then you know they get a medal at the end of it, so they're happy about it. And I try to you know, kind of teach like not to settle for not winning, you know what I mean? Not not getting past. Um, that because yes it is a big deal and like you know nicole was talking about like going out and competing is a huge it's a huge deal and for her um and a lot of people it, you know just going out to competing is a win and that's for sure yeah, making weight absolutely. is a win yeah um going out and competing is a win um it's so nervous right and that's what separate and then and then two it separates like you know those people with ultra competitors and like myself and oc on the next level so like we don't like if we go out and we lose we're usually pretty upset for a long time and, and everybody knows to just give us our time yep. and space like my mom you know she comes to every single competition nicole you know when i so i when i lost my finals match after that by points but um when i lost that like she just knew like just give him a little bit of yeah. time and, th and i come around and can you i know, tell you, you something yeah i was uh i was like going on your facebook uh -huh. every now and then I was like, hey, he ain't posting anything. Right. He ain't posting anything about his fights. Right. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. He's not happy about his fights. Right, right. And, yeah. I, and I'm never happy. Even, you know, like, if I win, I'm happy. But if it's not if it's not me getting my hand raised at the end, I'm not at the end happy. What if you have uh, – the only way I, I'm happy is if I have a really, really good match. Mm -hmm. And it's one point in a loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't but, care. Like, don't no, care. you yeah. just got to win no matter I, what. No, even if it's, like, that, an that, insane you know great what? experience. In my, in, in my head – if I would, you know, I said that, and then like, there's nothing wrong with that mentality. And, like people have that, and I'm not telling people I like do. that's not the wrong, yeah, and that's not the way, the wrong way of thinking. You should be proud of yourself. Um, but in my head, is like for me to get better, it's to not accept 
that lost. You know what I mean? Like, you, okay, you can. so are you going to take it to MMA? Are you going to become a fighter? Because you posted something about that recently. <laughs> and that is why I'm doing this podcast now. I need to know. Yeah. Tell the listeners. Are we gonna yeah, this is, this is real. <laughs> when you say it out right? loud. So, he, he knows my opinion on it. So um, I guess I'll just oh. kind of like shorten a long story. But so, <laughs> la- so in April, yeah, I was 225 pounds. Um, at this tournament, I weighed 187 pounds. Uh, what I'm doing right now is going back, competing, getting uh, more experience, and getting that back because I haven't competed in, in two years because the last competition I did, I, I won. And that's also the problem with winning is when you win and you get a and, and I got a belt for that one, you get lazy. So that's also the problem. And then um, I kind of you know started getting a little bit out of shape, and then after that, kind of turned things around with personal training. Um, and, and having to be a personal trainer because the worst thing for a personal trainer is to be called you're a personal trainer but you're kind of fat mm-hmm. so you can't you know they don't go together so um, I wanted to get in shape for that and then over time I started seeing myself I'm like you know alright you're seeing a difference now you're seeing a, you know an ath- athletic I'm, I started to view myself as like an athlete again and um, I was like alright now I want to compete and then I thought about why do I want to compete like do I want you know because originally when I started why going, do you want to compete well, when I originally started doing it, it was like or competing or doing any kind of sport was to impress girls, but uh, and get in shape and stuff like that. But now it's just now the biggest reasons for me and just like Nicole, like when she goes out there like that, that emotion that she felt, it's it's for her. I don't go out there and impress anybody else. Because but why? What is it for your ego or just because oh. you? <laughs> yeah. No, that's just a big question. Right? Ego is a big thing. You know, uh, um, it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just, it's just a, you know, competitive mindset for a while. I felt like I just, I didn't have it. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to do the, you know, um, didn't want to do it. And then kind of like over time, it just kind of changed as I was getting in better shape and seeing like, you know, like most people probably couldn't do what I'm doing right now in, in just like an athletic, you know, or fitness standpoint. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, like I started seeing myself as an athlete, the body fat percentage went down to more an athletic and fitness um, level. And then I'm just like, okay, like let's try it. And then. You know, this tournament, a couple of different times I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And then, like, <laughs> the last two weeks is kind of when I kind of took it serious and cut, you know, about 20 pounds. He was very pleasant during that yeah. period of yeah, time. Yeah, I thank Nicole for that dealing with That was sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So... <laughs> You know, like, my, my goal, with the reason I got into martial arts was because, I, you know, I watched the UFC. The first UFC fight I ever watched was Matt Hughes um, and Carlos uh, Newton. Mm, and in that fight, fight, and the reason I, I watched this because I saw a clip because it said Matt Hughes power bombs um, this guy and wins. <laughs> oh, so you thought it was a wrestling thing. I thought it was like a wrestling. Oh, well, wow. I, I knew what it was, but I just never was interested. I'm like, ah, what is this? And then, oh, um, wow. Yeah, so basically, uh, Carlos Newton it's called a triangle choke trap Matt Hughes in it and Matt Hughes picked him up and put him on the side of a cage like and just seeing a dude pick another guy up like and not resi- like in pro wrestling you're kind of helping the guy and people you know like Hulk Hogan I hate to tell people this but like Hulk Hogan didn't pick up Andre the Giant without Andre the Giant He's going my favorite. Dude, stop. Well, yeah, stop. I'm editing I'm sorry I'm sorry Edit. yeah, I said it. it's my favorite but um, sorry, just seeing the guy do that and then put him on the cage. And what actually happened was Matt Hughes passed out from the triangle. And when he went down, he slammed Carlos Newton. And at the time of the UFC, like today, that would have been a no, either a no contest or just a draw. But because Matt Hughes was on top, they thought, you know, they gave him the win. But it didn't, I didn't realize that till later. Um, 
But the fact that it looked like pro wrestling, like, oh, okay, like, wait, they're doing, like, pro wrestling for real? <laughs> so that kind of built that. And I got into, you know, mixed martial arts, or, you know, training and, and doing that stuff for that. And Can I talk mm-hmm. about your pro wrestling with me? Yeah. People, I was teaching <laughs> Alec how to do some pro wrestling. It's true. Right. right. Uh, that, well, pro wrestling is my first love. Like, pro, like Nicole said, like, she came to the gym, and that was, like, what got her out of a rut. Yeah. My mom always says, like, I was a very... Um, I guess socially challenged kid. Can I uh, invite you to something right now, brother? Sure. Uh-oh. Uh oh. This is a formal invite to okay. the Fourth of July okay. parade. I am doing bef- my Camp Tuscaloosa <laughs> float is going to be in the way back, okay. but my Hulk Hogan float is going to oh be at the gosh, front. Oh my gosh, you have to. We do need this. a heel Hogan. So <laughs> let's do it. Uh, yeah, is it official? That. It's on the microphone. That's official. It's you real. Got it, buddy. Yo, Jim Sacco, we got someone. You got it. Heel Hogan. No problem. Yeah, All right, cool. A heel. Yeah, 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 he's got to be a heel. Yeah, so we'll, for sure. Um, but yeah, that all right. You sign me up for that. Um, <laughs> what were we saying before? So yeah, so like, um, like I was very socially awkward, and then I got into watching pro wrestling, and um, I think I kind of talked about this before on the podcast. It kind of got me out of a rut, and I was seeing guys like like a Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle like wrestle, and they were good <laughs> amateur wrestlers, and that got me into to amateur wrestling. And then that's where actually where I met OC, who, you know, he himself, he wasn't going to wrestle; he was going to play basketball, which was a good call. Oh yeah, it went would have went not great for him, but I was better. <laughs> yeah, than me, which says nothing. So um, always competing, you too. But eventually, I like you know I saw the UFC fight. I'm like okay, because res- like amateur wrestling wise, now it's actually you can actually get sponsored and stuff like that. Um, like the the good ones do, and they make good money off doing it, but. Before there wasn't really an outlet for them, so I saw the UFC. It's like, okay, this is an outlet you can try to, you know, be, be good with it, um, and make like a, a career off of that. So I started training, and me and OC, we went to a different school for a long time. But my 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 goal always was to do like a mixed martial arts fight. OC did it first, um, and and he's had you know three fights in mm-hmm. MMA. Uh, so now I'm just I I kind of wanted to, to let my brain mature a little bit, and really. If you're going to fight, you got to fight now, dude. Right. And I'm that, 36. And that, exactly, Let me tell you. Wait, right. 30? 29. So you got to <laughs> don't, don't, don't you add that 30. That's part of it, too. So that's no, part 30 of it isn't sad. It's 31. Everyone's like, yeah, you're 30. But when you're 31, everyone's right. like, oh. You peeps. That, and that's babies. part of it. I saw that, too. You know, I saw that, too. And I'm like, all right, this is the time. I'm oh, gonna, s- sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Nicole. Yeah. I'm the elderly of yeah. the group. Yeah. Very old. Very, very old. But Dude. Yeah, but your your time is now. The time is now, and um, if if I don't do it, you know, soon, uh, then it's just never going to happen. So that's my motivation now. Is okay. The time is now. I'm coming in, you know, to, to peak form, and, you know, physically and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I will be fighting, and, and I'm thinking, you know, this summer is probably oh, the best or early yes. spring. Yes, yeah. because I'll, I'll get in enough competitions. I'll get the weight down. I'm thinking this summer. And All just, right, you know, give it a try, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to the chat pack, see Alex Zab fight this summer. Uh, Zab Fitness. If you want to get in shape with him, <laughs> yeah. see them at Razor's Edge. And for now, it's the chat pack. Oh, what is uh, this? Please choose one. I don't know what I'm choosing. I hope I don't get the one I got last time. What are we choosing? I got it. I got this. Oh, you get to pick. Uh, what am I doing? The Under the yeah. category of it seemed like a good idea <laughs> at the time. Oh, these are great for Alec. What? <laughs> <laughs> what has been your worst idea? Oh, 
Oh, gosh. I will concur or not concur. Um, I'm not going to put it on a podcast. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you chose it, bro. What's my worst idea that I've ever had? It could be any of you. No, this is for all of you. Oh. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. I, 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 okay. no I mean, I'm let's, let's let Alec have this one. No, 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 no. Yeah. You guys? You guys? I, I never made any bad decisions. Come on, man. Someone take one for the team. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay, okay. okay. Here's my worst decision. This is kind of a funny one, but uh, I decided, you know what would be great? I love milk. You, Everybody loves milk, oh. right? Mm-hmm. And everybody loves soda. I love milk and soda. <laughs> okay. I don't know this story. And I story. said, you know what we should do? You should take milk and we should uh-huh. take soda. Right. And you should put them together. Wait, what? Yeah. Milk and you should put soda and put it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, do, drink it. And drink it. Oh. And you're it, talking about like, this Because out loud you're now. thinking like, yeah, exactly. And, uh-huh. you, and you're thinking like it's going to be like a milkshake almost. Pepsi. Full fat milk? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Sounds horrible. Um, that sounds horrible. My dad was so mad. <laughs> like, like it was the, like the fact that I had the idea. Wait, to do he drank that. it. No, no, no. He watched me drink it. Why and like, mad I, I about just, that? That's funny. He was just <laughs> mad that why would I even have the idea to do, like? He was mad for days. I could Yo, not let like, We come down for breakfast. Soda and milk together. <laughs> so, what the hell? Oh, uh, he was like judging because you as a person. He was judging me as a person. Like, what? Wow. the hell's wrong with you? Settle down, Dad. Uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna tell the Sorry. peach iced tea. Story where you put it outside the oh, window okay. and broke your ankle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Alex stories, I bet you. Those he could probably yeah. tell. You broke yeah. your so, ankle over some iced tea. So yeah, basically, our we were getting an addition put on the house, and um, <laughs> the workers, I guess, left of one of those like, jugs of you know peach iced tea out front. And I, and I remember with right. my friend, my friend was like, "You won't jump on that and crush that from the windowsill." And I was like, "Oh, I won't." And then I jumped down, mm-hmm. and um, you know my ankle went, f- and I and I broke my ankle, and I'm like, sc- you know, like screaming out in pain. And the best part of the whole story was, and my friend's a dick. He ran out, and he's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And he goes, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let me see, let me see," and just cocked back and punched the crap out of my broken ankle and ran. And I, on a broken ankle, chased him down the street, like because I was so mad. It, yeah, that's pretty. That's probably. I think that's good. That's good. Not that's good. Not me. Yeah. No, I think that's better saying. than the milk. Like, he was oh, waiting to do oh that for a long time. God. Yeah, that's better wow. than the milk. That was a good sure. answer to that chat pack question. <laughs> One more question, OC. <laughs> what well-known song title would best describe your life right now? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, OC's got one. It's, 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 no. it's an inspiration. I will survive. I think that's, <laughs> oh, think that's a good one. Okay. That's for Nicole? I think that's for Nicole. Oh, that's, that's awesome. A good one. That's pretty nice. That's pretty that's nice. Okay, that is, I'll go with that. I, like I love that. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking <laughs> negative route. Wait, what were you thinking? I definitely go the negative route most of the time, so I, I don't even know what I would pick. All right. Well, the way to be depressing. <laughs> I feel like you should do another one though, because that was another question. Yeah, another question. Yeah. You want to scratch that? Yeah. I'm glad you answered my question You're for welcome. me. I appreciate I that. All right, this is an easy one for you guys. What sport do you find the most boring to watch on television, and which sport do you think is the most boring to watch in person? Baseball. Golf. Golf is rough. Yeah. Baseball is rough too, but golf is rough. Yeah. You got one. It's like um, watching grass grow. I, I get so much excitement out of that winter sports shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. No, curling. 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 <laughs> it's so silly, but I enjoy it so much. Alec, like you got one. The worst thing. sport to watch on TV. Yeah. Probably NASCAR. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You might have lost some clients with that. A bunch of left turns. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, it's just cars driving around Sometimes in a circle. Well, yeah. I love driving fast. I don't... I don't need to watch it. Right. right. Most boring to watch in person? Wait, as well. In person. But best Will Ferrell movie? Talladega Nights. So true. 100%. What is that? I don't know what that true. means. Oh, that's the answer. We're going to have a movie night. Hey, yeah. look, that's the answer to the whole question. Of course. Oh, that was amazing. Boom. Yeah. Talladega Nights is, is a whole. Mm-hmm. Guys, love talking to you before you get out of here. Shout out to anyone in the world. I was I would give a shout out to Razor's Edge. I mean, just all the students yeah. who come through. Obviously, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife, who's probably listening to this after listening to my other one. <laughs> so um, I... I that's that's where my shouts go. Oh gosh, um, I, I guess I'm gonna go with the Razor's Edge crew. I mean, my friends, my family, my uh, and these two dudes right here are, you know, some really important people. And Alex's mom. I mean, just and my my daughter. And you know, I wouldn't uh, be where I am today without all of them. So I'm very grateful. Dan too. Forgot to coach Dan. Forgot him. Okay. You got anyone, Alec? Yeah. Um, they say they want all emotional. About it, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> you um, are not. Change it up, Alec. Probably Gandhi. Gandhi. Did some good stuff, I feel like. Hulk Hogan, for sure. <laughs> Macho Man. You're going to pay tribute to Hogan. This is so. not an accepted speech. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could you could give a shout-out to your wife. I don't know. Oh, Raquel. There yeah. you go. Raquel, well, Raquel, Raquel. shout-out Australia, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, well, she's in uh, London now. London She's in now. London now. She, Living she her was best actually life. in Australia with the brush fires. Trying um, to get as job. far away from you right. as possible, huh? Well, Jeez. Can you blame her? I mean, after this conversation, how many <laughs> edits do you have to do? I, I told you, I'm going to This make episode records. is getting scrapped. Yeah. This is not We're not, We got to do this again. records on this show. How many edits do you have to Making do, history. Man? I made you do work today. Making yeah. history. I, made you, I gave you work. So I, I did yeah. curse the first time, though, so I'm going to take that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. but that like, one up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he took. No. You guys are a handful. You got to edit a lot. <laughs> for sure.